0: Today at Kalos Church, we're talking about...
1: How to be generous with limited resources. Amen. Welcome to Kalos Church. My name is Amrita Jeeva. And I'm
0: Pradeepan Jeeva.
1: And we're so glad you're joining us online today. Kalos Mm -hmm. means beautiful in Greek, and we hope today that you experience the beauty Mm -hmm. of Jesus.
0: Right now we have people meeting online and in house gatherings. If you'd like to participate, please hit like and subscribe and click this link to join a house gathering today. And before we hear a great message from Pastor Amrita, we want to celebrate something. We like to celebrate and we like to pray every week to keep us together as a community. Mm -hmm. And we know that in this COVID quarantine, it's hard to really interact with people. It's hard to know how to be a church. And I I just want to give a special shout out to Sarah Lackenbauer right now, because during this time, she has opened up a Zoom group Mm -hmm. for digital gatherings every Sunday where people can watch the sermon together, have small talk, pray for one another, and just interact as humans online and so we celebrate that we know people are trying to stay safe people are trying to walk in an abundance of caution and so we celebrate all the creativity out there and uh, one thing we want to pray for is next week on saturday we are hosting a drive-through santa photo experience for the city of bellevue we were thinking how can we provide photos for kids and families with santa but stay safe and so we thought why don't we just tell people to stay in their car just like we did for halloween when we had our drive-through experience stay in your car yeah. and, and santa will stand at a distance and you can kind of lean off the window or press your face against the window uh-huh. and take a picture with santa yes. we know it's weird we know it's different but it's something yes. and uh, if we learn anything from Halloween so many families like over 2,000 people came they were so thankful that Kalos Church provided something yeah. and so we're leaning into this time again we want to be a church that blesses our community amen, amen. Yes. so if you'd like to join hey click the link right now to reserve your time because we're going to limit it to 400 people if you'd like to volunteer you also can help go to kalos.church outreach so why don't we pray right now Dear Father, we just lift up this outreach. We're so grateful for all the people that we were able to reach last time with our Halloween outreach. Over five people gave their lives to Jesus. We saw over 2,000 people show up and Lord, we want to bless the city with your love again. We want to show the love of Jesus in a practical, and tangible way. And so, Lord, I pray from setup to tear down for all the families who are looking for a way to have that Christmas cheer. Lord, I pray that we'd be used in a way that would bring them your spirit, your true joy, your salvation, and Lord, in just a great, happy experience. So thank you for all of the people of Kalos who are making this happen, we want to glorify you in it. We pray in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Amen. Well, now without further ado, we have a message from Pastor Amritha, who is now concluding our series, Uncertain Riches
1: well i'm so glad that you're joining us today i'm excited to complete our series uncertain riches and you know we've been talking about how at kalos church instead of taking small offerings all throughout the year to bless our community we want to take one big Mm -hmm. offering we just kind of prepare for this moment and i want to thank those of you who have really taken time to pray and to ask God how you would participate in this legacy offering, because truly, Halo's Church is leaving a legacy in our community, I believe. I wanna dive right into the scriptures today. A pretty familiar story, but one that in this last week, as I prepared for this sermon and prayed, has been so illuminated in my heart. I feel like I have a word for you today. So let's dive right into Matthew chapter 14. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. This is a miraculous story of Jesus feeding 5,000 people, over 5,000 people. And we see that the disciples are like, wait a minute, Jesus, we don't actually have enough food for all of these people. And we see that the disciples are thinking about the fact that it's uh, remote. They're kind of off into an area of their own, all these people, and it's getting late in the day. And as I was thinking about this, I was like, wow, there's some similarities between that situation and our situation. Mm -hmm. When I think of the word remote, It's kind of triggering to me uh, because many of us are working remote. It's late in the day. We have been in nine months of this quarantine. And we can kind of relate just a little bit uh, with some of the dynamics here. And we see that Jesus has compassion on this crowd. And he says, bring to me what we have. And it was just a little bit, five loaves and two fish. And he breaks it before the Lord and he thanks God for it. And and he sends the disciples out and they feed all of these people so much so that there are leftovers and this is just really such an amazing story but before we go any further i want you to see this meme because i know you guys like to laugh so you got to see this this guy is talking to jesus and he says the fish and the bread were great but everyone is hoping you could make a little something out of this slice of cheesecake (laughs) (laughs) well i tell you what have you ever wanted to bless someone but you couldn't afford it have you ever wanted to be generous but you just didn't have the money or you wanted to be generous with your time but you just didn't really have the time and I think that there are times in my life this has happened in fact I remember after college I had a friend that was getting married she was getting married on a low-budget wedding and she said I've got everything for my wedding except for a hair straightener I just need a hair straightener well I had just been gifted a very expensive at the time hair straightener and it was a Chi hair straightener. Ladies, if you remember, Chi uh, was like a really like great brand to straighten your hair. And I remember just thinking, you know what? I should let her use this hair straightener. I, it's, it's brand new. And then I thought to myself, if I'm going to be really generous, I should just give it to her. But...
2: I really wanted this hair straightener.
1: And so I was like, I want to be a generous person. So I gave her my hair straightener. I was like, use it on your wedding. Use it for the rest of your life. And I just went frizzy to help a sister out because I wanted to be generous because I couldn't afford to buy her her own hair straightener at the time. You know, we're like, I remember when we were kids, there were three of us in a row. We were three small kids growing up. And I remember... My parents would say because they couldn't afford to get something for all of us, they would say either all of you get it or none of you get it. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, it's the worst having brothers and sisters right now, you know. And I think this is how many of us feel. We feel like, man, I, I want to be generous. I, I want to give. I want to bless. I want to listen to Pastor Pretty and Amritha when they say, let's bless those around us. Let's love our neighbor. All this stuff. And and I think most of us are not trying to be stingy or hoard a bunch of stuff to ourselves. We we want to give, but every time we want to give, I don't know about you, but for me, we're faced with our own lack. We're faced with our own limited resources. Even you just, you feel that. You're like, well, I I want to, but I I don't know that I can. And I know even in this time, you know, I want to give to the Kalos Church a legacy offering, but I've got bills to pay at the end of the month, you know. I want to make dinner for the family that just had a baby in the church, but I barely have enough money for groceries for our own family. Maybe it's not even financial, but it's your time. I want to help this person move this weekend, but... My schedule is just too crazy i I just you know i I have so much to do or maybe you want to call and pray for someone but you're like you know what my own prayer life is Mm. suffering Mm. we're often really confronted with our lack our five loaves our two fish Mm. what doesn't seem like enough for myself let alone anyone else. And, you know, I believe that the disciples felt the same way. I mean, they were looking at this crowd Mm. and they were like, really, we have a lack of resources here, Jesus. What's so interesting is that their first instinct was to send them away.
2: Mm.
1: And I want to be careful as the body of Christ, as the church, that our first instinct is not to send people away to kind of go fend for themselves Mm -hmm. because Jesus does something really beautiful here. And today I want to talk about three ways that I believe Jesus would have us be generous even when we're confronted with our own limited resources. And the first one is this, let nothing stand in the way of your compassion. Mm -hmm. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Did you notice how in verse 13, Jesus had heard some news and he had to go to a quiet, solitary place? Do you know what that news was? It was that Jesus and his disciples had just heard that one of their very best friends on planet Earth died. It was John the Baptist. And John the Baptist hadn't just died, he was murdered. He was beheaded, cold-blooded murder. Jesus, in this moment, before feeding over 5,000 people, was grieving. His heart was aching. Mm. And he understandably needed to take a moment alone. And then he turns around, he probably didn't get as many moments as he needed. He turns around and he sees this crowd, and, and the Bible says that he has compassion mm. on them. It's like the grieving and the heartache that he was experiencing it. It moved him to compassion for these people. And I think many of us in this legacy series, in this time of a pandemic, we are experiencing some sort of suffering. As a pastor, I am hearing many people going through grief Mm. and isolation and Mm. financial burdens Mm -hmm. and issues in their families. This has been a hard time. But when I think about how Jesus was when he still saw people in need all around him, we still have people in need all around us. Mm. I realize that to be like Jesus in our own suffering is to still care for those in need Mm. and to be generous. And you know, I I am so amazed by this because Jesus' compassion, Hmm. the scriptures that say this compassion in this verse, actually the Greek word is a Greek word that I'm going to probably pronounce (laughs) terribly, but it's called splachnon. And splachnon means to be moved with compassion in your inward parts. Get ready for this. To be moved in one's bowels. It says, for the bowels were thought to be the seat of love and pity, to be moved Mm. that compassionately. Mm. It says, even in your organs, your lungs, your heart, your liver and kidneys, that was the intensity Mm. of the compassion in which Jesus had for this crowd in this moment. Charles Spurgeon says this, I believe that much of the secret to soul winning lies in having bowels of compassion in having spirits that can be touched with the feeling of human infirmities? Hmm. Have we become so desensitized to sadness and grief and heartache and bad news Hmm. that we are no longer moved to compassion? Hmm. Church, I'm telling you, we can let nothing, we can't let anything stand in the way of our God-given compassion Hmm. that rises up within us when we see people in need. You know, I want to share some stats that I was reading about the state of Washington this Mm. week. And that was that in the very first month, only in the first month from April to March of 2020, when the pandemic first hit Washington, over 600,000 jobs were lost in our state. Over 300,000 of those were in King County alone. And that was just in the first month of the pandemic We're seeing that one in three people have reached out for food services in our state in this last nine months Mm. of the pandemic. And there are many students across many, many school districts that are qualifying for free and reduced lunches. There are families that are not making it marriages that are really suffering. I mean, if you know, you know, finances and financial issues are one of the top reasons marriages don't survive Mm -hmm. in our country. Now more than ever, we can't let anything stand in the way of our compassion. Even right here, there are thousands of thousands of people that Jesus is asking us to have compassion for. Mm -hmm. You know, there's another moment in the New Testament where Paul talks about a generous church. And it's in 2 Corinthians 8 says this, and now brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches in the midst of a very severe trial. Their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. This is so powerful. Mm. The church was going through a very severe trial. That was that they were going through famine and poverty at the time. I can't think of a more severe trial than what we're going through right now in this last year with a pandemic. We also are facing that. But but the church had a grace on them, Paul says, and they welled up with rich generosity. Mm. They gave as much as they could, even more. And the Bible says that they saw it a privilege to mm. give as much as they could, which may not have been very much. I believe that we have that same grace upon us. I know Kalos Church has the same grace. You know, friends, I don't want to make light of a difficult situation, the suffering that you may be facing, but I want to encourage you today that even when you are confronted with your own lack, your own five loaves and two fish, it doesn't feel like you have a lot, I want you to know that your compassion can still come bursting forth for those around you. Amen. Number two, the second point is compassion leads to action. Look at verse 16. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We see here that the disciples are like, Wait a minute, Jesus. We don't have enough to feed everybody. We need to send them home. The disciples thought they were being nice because they realized that they were far away and that the people needed to go to the villages and get something to eat. But Jesus says, you know what? You don't need to send them away. In fact, Jesus does this. He says, hey, everybody, sit down on the grass, which implies to all of us that he wants this to not be a rushed thing. This is not a quick drive-through food situation. (laughs) This is a situation where Jesus is saying, hey, stay with us. I love when Jesus's nature and his character comes out because he's never in a hurry with anyone. And he does this. He's, as everyone is sitting down, he takes the loaf of bread and he breaks it and he prays and he thanks God for it. And then he gives it to the disciples and tells them to go hand it out. And I love what Jesus does here because he basically is saying to the disciples, go hand out this food, but hey, spend some time with these people make eye contact with them, pray for them, play with their children. Let's love on these people. Let's be generous, not only with the food, but with our time. We're not in a hurry in this moment. And you know what the scripture is showing me? That Jesus wants this crowd, these people who may or may not know who he is, he wants them to have an encounter with the church. Mm. He wants them to have an encounter with the people of God. I love this because the people of God are not afraid of people that are different from them because Mm. we are the church. We will cross racial boundaries, socioeconomic boundaries, because we are the church. We will do anything short of sin to reach people with the gospel Mm. because we are the church. you know, We'll do whatever it takes. We will not just be welled up with compassion, but we will move to action and this is what jesus was teaching his followers these were young men who were just trying to figure out how to follow jesus Mm. like many of us are right now there's something called incarnational ministry that i want to teach you about today and it comes from john 1 verse 14 it says the word became flesh and dwelt among us this is jesus you know it's christmas time Emmanuel, god with us oh come oh come Emmanuel. God with us. When we go and we become a part, we enter into these people's world. This is incarnational ministry. I want to give you a definition. A working definition of incarnational ministry is the immersion of oneself into a local culture and becoming Jesus to that culture. Incarnational ministry seeks to dispense with ministry from a distance and embrace ministry up close and personal. Just as the Son of God took on human flesh and came into our world, we should adopt the culture to which we are ministering and become Jesus. Jesus within it a central tenet of the incarnational ministry concept is to live the good news this is where compassion leads to action i love this quote by amy powell i yearn for the day where we as the church are known for what we are for instead of what we're against i pray that the long list of what the church is for includes remarkable christ-centered care for the least the last and the lost you know the disciples were grappling with something human which all of us are, they were asked to give and they were confronted with their need, with their limited resources, like many of us are. And Jesus never expected for them to figure out how to feed these people with five loaves and two fish. All he asked of them, if you read in the scripture, all he said is, hey, bring bring the five loaves and the two fish to me. And I believe Jesus is asking us to do that. Let's bring our limited resources to him. And let's let God do the work. Mm -hmm. That's what we're asking even in this legacy series. Let's let God do the work of ministering even here in our city. This begins to change the reputation of the church. Timothy Keller says this, the ministry of mercy then is the best advertising a church can have. It convinces the community that this church provides people with actions for their problems, not only talk. It shows the community that this church is compassionate limited resources plus jesus equals enough for everyone Mm. more than enough amen Amen. the last point today is this god can do a lot with a little taking the five loaves and the two fish he looked up to heaven he gave thanks and broke the loaves and i believe that that is what jesus wants us to do like i mentioned before is is bring to him what we have as much or as little as it is and allow him to multiply it Mm. god does something super with our natural, and it becomes a supernatural miracle. I believe God wants to mm-hmm. do that, even in light of what our city has faced in mm-hmm. 2020. We have big vision this year. We're excited to share with you. You know, we want to bring Amy Carlson, uh, who's been working part-time for Kalos Church as our kids director, to full-time. Last year, the church was raising money to be able to pay me as a minister here at our church, and I recognized in that moment that our church says, hey, the call to ministry for a woman is just as as important as it is for a man. Yeah. And that's something special about our church. We're excited because we want to be able to gather again safely in, in the next year. And we want to be ready for that by either leasing or renting a building. So we're asking you to give so that we can be ready to meet again safely when that time comes. And one of the ways, two of the ways actually that our church has partnered with in this moment of incarnational ministry is with Jubilee Reach, who really has a handle on the families that are struggling with food in our city. Many of you joined the the grocery outreach, and we're incredibly generous. Mm-hmm. Sophia Way that is dealing with battered women in un- unsafe situations in their homes. Uh, this is the way that we are partnering and doing this incarnational ministry here in our city. And then, of course, Global Missions with Ben and Debbie Block in Tokyo. They added a second service in COVID right in Tokyo, where many people have never heard the gospel before. With Kirsten Coriel, Landmine Design, working with women in poverty in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. Church, we have great vision. We're excited for what God wants to do. And I want to show you that it's very simple to give today. You can go ahead and head on over to kalos.church slash legacy. You can click the button to give right there, that green button. And you're going to go ahead and put in your amount. You can go over then choose the tithes or offerings option right there and put in all of your information, and then you can actually set up your automatic giving. It can be a one-time gift. It can be a recurring gift. It can be weekly or monthly, whatever. You feel right there uh, that you can go ahead and set that up. And, you know, as you're confronted with your own need today, I want you to know that God loves your compassion, that there's a grace on this church to be welled Mm -hmm. up with rich generosity. So I just want us to take a moment right now, and let's just be silent. And let's just pray and let's just ask God what he would have us do with with our limited resources. Let's go ahead and pray and just take a moment right now. Lord, I just ask that you would show us right now how we can be generous with our five loaves and our two fish today. Would you reveal to us, God, right now? Amen. Amen. Kalos Church, thank you so much for participating this year in our legacy offering. Before we pray and I give you an opportunity to know Jesus maybe for the very first time, I want to go ahead and close with this. People are illogical, unreasonable, and self-centered. Love them anyway. If you do good, people will accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Do good anyway. If you are successful, you will win false friends and true enemies. Succeed anyway. The good you do today will be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Honesty and frankness make you vulnerable. Be honest and frank anyway. The biggest men and women with the biggest ideas can be shot down by the smallest men and women with the smallest minds. Think big anyway. People favor underdogs, but follow only top dogs. Fight for a few underdogs anyway. What you spend years building may be destroyed overnight. Build anyway. People really need help, but may attack you if you do help them. Help people anyway. Give the world the best you have, and you'll get kicked in the teeth. Give the world the best you have anyway. Amen. Well, Kalos Church, thank you again for giving today in our legacy offering. For those of you that may have heard about Jesus for the very first time today, and you're hearing about a Jesus that wants to make eye contact with you and spend time with you, and you're needing some hope, I want you to know that you can surrender your life to him today. We're going to pray this very simple prayer today. And if you are praying that with us for the very first time, I want you to know that God can change your life. Let's pray this together. Lord Lord Jesus, I need need you. Thank you you for dying dying on the cross cross for me. me. I open open the the door door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you you to come come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, if you went ahead and made that decision today, you can go ahead and text the number on the screen, and we rejoice with you.
0: Well, thank you for a great message, Pastor Amritha, concluding our legacy offering and our series on certain riches. If you know someone who could use this message, please share it right now on social media. It's a great way to let the beauty of Jesus be spread around to people who are looking for hope. Amen. Amen. Well, we are going to hear an incredible testimony from a woman from Sophia Way, and this is awesome because we've partnered with them in the past with the Legacy Offering, and we're partnering again with them today, and this message I believe is going to really bless you, and so as you prepare your Legacy Offering by clicking on the link, hey, let's tune in and listen to this great
3: testimony. Hi everyone, I'm Amanda. My boyfriend and I moved here from Flint, Michigan in spring 2017. Our housing plans fell through as soon as we got here, so we decided to put all of our belongings into a storage unit in Seattle. We were sleeping in our car at night and working full-time during the day. Thankfully, I found the Sophia Way Day Center. Gretchen greeted me and welcomed me to the area and she showed me compassion during one of the most difficult times in my life. Gretchen, Carla, and Chantal are only three of the many amazing women who helped guide me and support me through my experience with homelessness. They introduced us to a church with a safe parking program near Redmond Town Center where I worked. They provided us with food, blankets, shampoo, conditioner, toothpaste, everything that we needed. When I needed to renew my CPR and first aid certification for work, the SOFIA Way used their resources to pay my tuition for the class. The SOFIA Way used their resources to pay our move-in costs. And this January will be our one-year anniversary in our new home. Last Christmas season, I spent my mornings at SOFIA's doing laundry, getting ready for the day, and drinking coffee by the Christmas tree which I recently found out that the Kalos Church volunteers decorated for us last year. Thank you so much Kalos volunteers for making my Christmas so special last year.
0: What a powerful testimony and a quick context to that story. Uh, This woman, actually, we met her parents in Michigan before we started Kalos Church and we were fundraising to start a church. And her parents actually gave money to Kalo's church. Yeah. And little did they know that the church that they invested in yeah. would actually help their daughter like two years later. Yeah. The Lord can do a lot with a little. Amen. 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 It's just so powerful. Well, we got a few announcements before we sing today. And we just want you to know you can still join a house gathering or yes. a digital gathering to really have community as you participate in our online services. Hey, click that link if you would like to join. And we want to let you know that in Saturday, the December 12th, 1 through 3 p.m. slot, we are having our first ever Christmas drive through experience that we prayed for earlier. Yeah. People from the safety of their cars can take a picture with Santa Yay! if you'd like to help out by putting on a costume. Maybe we got some elves watching today, or if you like to join. Click on the link so that you can participate however you want. I think it's going to be really, really fun. And uh, we have a meet and greet on December 13th. Click on this link to RSVP. The whole purpose of a meet and greet is because we want to meet and greet you. If you are looking for a church, if you're trying to figure out how do I get connected, how do I find community at Kalos, that's exactly what the meeting is for we would love to personally meet you and uh i don't think you need any more reminders but today is the legacy offering and we're excited to see how we can take a wild leap forward in the mission to make known the beauty of jesus together with that financial ministry amen amen Amen. well let's pray and then we're gonna sing together May you know and make known the beauty of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you and be gracious to you and make his face to shine upon you in the name of Jesus.
2: Amen. Amen. You stood outside my grave with tears to.